One of them is, it's me, I'm the queer one. <laughs> this is Scaring is Sharing, the place where we scare our, sh- scare our shares, share our scares. Yes, with each other and you. Hello, what is up? As always, it's your Sasquatch man with the Sasquatch plan, Jeremy oh. Sasquatch Slim Rusk. It's the flaming Scream Queen who loves to eat ice cream, Brandy Joe Planbeck. <laughs> I actually, I mean, I do love to eat ice cream. I really try to stay away from it because I just do. I try to eat fairly well. It's gone a little off the hay, off the haywire. I don't think that's off the hay. It's gone <laughs> off the haywire. Oh my god, um, that's what's happening. You're not having enough junk food. It's messing your brain up. It's fucking with me, man. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I know I talk about my sobriety all the time, but when I got sober, I gained 70 pounds in seven months, like on average 10 pounds a month, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's the easy thing when you stop doing drugs and drinking, like it's easy to go to food as like that to fill that void. And yeah. then I was like, oh, bitch has got to do something about this. So then I, I've lost it all and a little bit and a little bit more. And now I'm, I'm mostly staying the steady front. But ice cream is a big part of not regaining that. I cannot. Yeah. Because I want it every day if I have it like one day. I know. Because I'm an addict. Okay. Yeah, I, have I, I mentioned? I, ice cream is hard to say no to, man. Oh, mm. boy. I also, yeah, when I, um, I'm trying to, th- it was kind of weird because I remember when I stopped, when I got cut out alcohol, I like, I, I lost some weight, but then I gained some weight back. It was it was kind of weird because it was like, however the calories of booze work, it mm-hmm. was like that's where I was getting most of my caloric intake while I was drinking. So it's like it was a weird transition to go back to like, oh, I should eat food. <laughs> yeah. I should actually be eating food instead of just drinking calories. So that was a weird times. Yeah, and the people who didn't know the full scope of my sobriety would be like, oh, well, now that you're not drinking, like, you're not getting all those calories, and you're going to lose weight. And I was like, well, my problem was speed, and I wasn't eating, so that's why I was the weight I yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so now I was eating, and uh, yeah. So. Yep, you're like, I've eaten full meals again, and all of a sudden I started gaining weight, like, where I was like, I dropped a few pounds, because I was like, the beer weight going away. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it was like a little bit, but. So speaking of weight fluctuations, have you ever seen thinner? Yes. Is it any good? I feel like it's bad. Isn't it from like the nineties? It's it's bad. I I remember it. It's kind of a fun bad. I think it's a fun bad. Like it's one of those, like, you know, there's a lot of those Stephen King uh, movies that they cranked out in the nineties that are just, they're pretty funny. The fat suit that they put the actor in right. is like so fake looking. Like it's kind of it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it's a ridiculous movie. Yeah, yeah. I I remember. I feel like I listened to it because it's Richard Bachman who is Stephen King, but it was a Bachman yeah. book, right? Yeah, one of the Bachman books. Yeah, I feel like I like I remember where it was in my library as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. where the Stephen King section is. Like, that library has totally changed. But if it was laid out like it was when I was a kid, I could walk in and show you where the Stephen King books were. And mm-hmm. show you where all the drama books were. Like, all the plays. Because yep. those were the That's two what you sections were reading. I knew. Yep. Plays and Stephen King. I was going to uh, the uh, UFO books. They had in my local library. There's a section on, like, paranormal. So oh. I was getting, like, ghost hunting books and books about UFOs. Uh, and I knew where the science fiction section was. I could find that immediately. So that was, okay. those were my jam. And then I discovered Stephen King and then I was reading those. Now I just saw a headline that says, is horror the most disrespected genre? Do you believe it is? Yes, I think it is. And it isn't, uh, like, but by, by grace of the fact that, uh, the horror community that we are a part of, we are legion for, we are many. Uh, and we're pretty diverse the more I think about it. But I think our love is so strong, it counteracts the normies, I'll call them. I feel like the normies tend to, dis- their mainstream culture tends to look down on horror, I think, as like cheap 
exploitative like entertainment, mm-hmm. which it can be at times. But of course, what's wrong, what's wrong with that? But like all genres really can be that. Yeah, any genre can do that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think because it comes with like violence and, and unsettling gore, things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that will turn off your normies, that uh, your squares that think that kind of thing is just taboo and we should never do it. Because, like, I feel sci-fi is, like, looked at as, like, oh, it's, like, smart people. Like, even though, you know, and not all of it. Again, it's, like, mm-hmm. it, it's not all one thing. But I think, like, it's looked at as, like, a little bit more. It's much more intelligent, even though it may involve aliens and the future and yeah. spaceships. Like, smart people have, like, you need smart people to build a spaceship. But you don't need smart people to, like, stab someone in the stomach. Yeah, and I feel like too with science fiction, I feel like that used to be a really disrespected genre. Um, Because when I was getting into Star Wars and all the science fiction as a kid, I felt like then it was a dirty secret. Like I didn't want people to know about it because then they'd be like, "You're a nerd. What? This stuff's stupid." And it's like, and then all of a sudden it became mega popular as I got older, and like all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, science fiction is this? They're telling the future in these great." stories and blah 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 and then the horror has kind of just done its thing do you think nerds would be as cool without the big bang theory like is that truly what did it what i don't know nerds over the edge as far as being as cool as they are today i think that helped i think that was kind of like one of the last steps though i think one of the big things was personally i think it's like apple computers and guys like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates kind of becoming really mainstream. And they were just giant nerds. And I think it kind of laid the ground. And then the nerds started running all the companies and they started running all the pro- movie production houses. And all of a sudden you got Marvel Comics movies coming out the ass. So I think that like laid the groundwork. And then finally we're where we are now where nerds mm-hmm. are accepted. And I just, I can't, I can't handle it. I can't accept it. I'm like, I'm used to my nerddom being my dirty secret. And I couldn't be telling you all the shit I know about Marvel Comics, but times are changing they are so we got uh a, i think it's a teragram like it's hard to say it was on Uh-oh. our it was in our on our instagram and it comes does from it say account, I, i'm going to kill you no <laughs> it comes from a, an account called fire gas and it's actually fire underscore gas 306 and oh. we weren't following them they had sent us a message like in january saying like Hey, I hope everything's good with you. I was wondering if you could recommend me your top TV shows of 2020. Appreciate it. And I ignored that. I just, I thought it was some. This sounds like spam. It does sound like spam. Well, then yesterday we got one that said, Hey, love your page. Hope all is well. I was wondering if you could recommend me some must see disturbing horror movies that lots of people haven't heard of from 2019 to 2021, which I find very specific i mean like it's not just like of the last year it's like from these last two years Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i just find so interesting so i just like requested because their account is private so fire gas if you actually are a listener i'm sorry to have ignored you all this time but when i saw that message i was like well maybe it isn't spam yeah and i don't think spam accounts are generally private like that you can't see their content you know yeah that's weird so i i decided i would read it and um and I can really only think of one that comes to mind immediately, and that's Possessor, which is okay. that and I Cronenberg seen it yet. child movie. Yeah, the son of Cronenberg made son it. Son of Cronenberg. Yep. Which you have not seen, but like it is disturbing, and I would classify it as sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. But that's the first one that comes to mind for me. Does anything stand out to you? I know you're not a, a, I know I didn't prep, like prep you with this question. Yeah. So some other ones I can think of Climax, which lots of people love, but I fucking hate. And what is that director's name? Oh, that's uh, Gaspar No. Oh my God. I hate his work. It's pretentious and annoying. And I just hate it. And I, I loved the idea of Climax. I really did. I thought it seemed like it was going to be so cool and ooh, it just made me angry. And I think it's like supposed to, but like people just thought it was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and then one we watched on the podcast with Allison, what was that? Oh, a knife plus heart. Yes. Yes. Um, I I think that could be a little disturbing. Like the kills were a little gruesome. The storyline was a little freaky, like a little weird. And weird, yeah. Disturbing in like a weird uns like it had an unsettling quality the entire movie. So I think that I think that works. 
Yeah, and then there's this movie, Swallow, which I know I've talked about before. I see it on some horror lists, although Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that murky ground, as we know, the adjacent ground. But, like, if I had watched it and never seen it on any of these horror lists, I wouldn't for a second consider to put it there. Yeah. But it's definitely interesting. It's all about that urge to, like, eat things you're not supposed to. Pika. Yes. And um but Haley Bennett who's in it is just fantastic. I just saw a list here saying The Mortuary Collection which we covered, but I don't think that was that disturbing. No. No, just a fun fun movie. Um the movie the, the first I had to look it up to see what year it was and I'm a, I'm a year off cuz the movie I wanted to say uh was Lords of Chaos. And that came out in 2018, so real close to your little time frame. But I would say Lords of Chaos, which I know it kind of is debatable. Is that truly a horror movie? I guess it's a real-life horror movie since it's based on true events. So mm-hmm. but I, I found it pretty unsettling and pretty freaky in a way I know that would make like mainstream you know, audiences uncomfortable to watch the story of uh, you know, <laughs> what happens in it. So yeah. And I won't reveal too much because one day I'm going to assign you that movie, I think. You will. I know you will. All right, well, fire gas, thank you. And anyone out there from 2019 to 2021, what are some of the most disturbing horror movies that you've seen? Would love to know. And fire gas, if you're real, hello and welcome. Hello. Yeah, let us know you're a real person or if you are just a, are you a bot? Are we talking to an artificial intelligence? (laughs) (laughs) If so, cool. Yeah, write us a movie. I love those like things written by bots. And I don't know yeah, if they exactly. literally are or not, but they're so great. I understand that, yes, you can do that. Like, it's not like a true bot, because I have a, a a friend of mine knew how to do that. He's like, yeah, you just feed, um, you can create like a program and you feed, he's like, you feed it a bunch of movie scripts or like already pre-written stuff. And it tries to like mash together its own thing out of that. Uh, and so that's how they do these is they can generate them with computer programs that spit out this like attempt at, uh, it's like a really rudimentary artificial intelligence. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my friend, Brian Papandria, who does, he's in some horror movies. He's directed. He and his I wife, have, Sadie. I've you know seen Brian? some of, I've seen, uh, some Fang stuff Boner? with Brian. Have and Fang Boner. Fang- I have seen Fang Boner. I remember I spent forever trying to remember the name of that goddamn movie not that long ago because, like, a buddy of mine has it on DVD. And we watched it one night, like, you know, a late night hangout kind of thing. Uh, And I was like, what was that crazy movie with vampire penises and whatever was going on in it? So I want to watch it. Well, I think he's I don't I think he's just in this movie, but there's one called 13 Fanboy. Have you heard of it? Mm mm. So I think it was just playing somewhere locally, like one of the Regals or something like that, which is a cinema around here. But it's also streaming, and so it's called 13 Fanboy, and the description is, an obsessed fan stalks his favorite actors from the Friday the 13th films and beyond, mirroring his idol, Jason Voorhees. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. And I think Brian's in it, so... Meta... Yeah, the mask, I can't tell what the mask looks like. It almost looks like a weird pumpkin head. But hmm. but yeah, I'm intrigued by that. I will watch it. Yeah, that sounds cool. So what have you watched uh, oh, lately? Let me let me double check the old letterboxed. I have something I watched that I didn't want to put on there because I didn't want you to see that I watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a little... I've slowed down a little bit. Because you're busy. I've gotten busy, man. I've I squeezed in a couple more Halloween sequels because tis the season. I rewatched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch again, which is like, it's up there. Like, I think other than the original movie, Halloween 3 is now like my other favorite of the franchise. Uh, is it slow? In my mind, I remember it being slow. It's not like, I wouldn't say it's fast paced because it okay. kind of like goes along where they're solving this mystery and all that. But it's got enough weird, like... I remember it being a movie that the first time I saw it, I thought it was like bad. And then it slowly turned into a movie that I'm like, no, this is like a good, bad movie. And now Mm -hmm. somehow it's morphed into me just being like, no, I just legitimately like this movie for all it's like weirdness and goofiness. Um, And I did rewatch Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween 6. I want to watch the producer's cut. I still want to watch it. I still haven't seen that. 
all the way. I've seen parts of it. I've never watched the whole thing, but yeah, for some reason, Halloween six lives in my brain. Maybe it's the inclusion of Paul Rudd. And I just like Paul Rudd so much. I want to feel like I like that one. I like that one. And every time I rewatch it, I'm like, no, this movie sucks. Like this is not a good movie. So I don't know what it is. Every year I revisit it. And for some reason I trick myself into thinking I like it more than I actually do. And then I watch it and I'm like, this is a really bad movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I revisited H2O as well, which I'm kind of middle on the road on. Like, it's not my favorite, but it's not the worst. It's one of the better sequels, but it's not like in my top tier. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the earlier, like, I think my top tier Halloween movies are the first three, like the Carpenter produced, like any, the ones that John Carpenter was still involved in. Those are the best. Yeah. And that's really, let's see. Oh, and one thing I had never seen before because we watched one purge movie sarah and i did watch the first purge as in so and so not to confuse anybody it's the title of the movie is the first purge it's the first that's the purge like part four technically mm-hmm. it's the prequel to all of them uh and it was okay they go to an island no, kind of they're in staten island oh okay it's okay. set in staten island and they're like this is the the experiment the first purge we ever do they they contained it just to staten island uh as a social experiment and of course it does gangbusters and everybody wants to start killing on purge night so was that any good yeah um it's okay it's okay i don't think it was as good well maybe in line with like election year but Purge Anarchy, I think, was still, like I said, the best one so far of all the ones I've seen. But it it, it had it was heavy on the social commentary. The first Purge goes heavy into the racial element uh, that, you know, this mm-hmm. sort of thing would uh, bring up. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I seem to remember about it from the trailers and such. So. Yeah, but it was it was fun. I think the I think the Purge movies are you know what you're going to get. If you know what the purge is about and they're a pretty good like time waster just to watch because i don't think they're too like awful that they're unwatchable at their worst uh but they're still like entertaining if you want to see that kind of thing yeah so i kind of watched halloween 5 and vhs 94. like i didn't mm. finish either one of them mm-hmm. i was just sort of watching them a little bit here and there yeah and they I've, were fine yeah i've done that with the a few movies too like i've haven't sat down and watched the original scream all the way through yet this season but i've caught parts of it on tv and uh scream 2 as well and you know i was listening to a podcast i like called he's right behind you and they they do them real sporadically i think one of them had a baby and so their their schedule has been a little off Mm -hmm. but they did scream 3 and they cover they've covered all the screen movies. I don't know if four's come out yet, but they did three and they talk about the the mansion in it is the same building used in H2O. Like the oh the, like the big chase sequence happens the, in when the, he's like the school. Yeah, the school yeah. is like okay. that mansion, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and it I makes did... sense because H2O feels like a lost Halloween movie or a lost scream movie. Yeah, because it's from that time. Did Kevin yep. Williamson write the screenplay? Yeah, he did a rewrite of the okay. screenplay. And it's like, when you look at the production, it's somebody I was reading like a review on Letterboxd, somebody did of H2O, and they're like, when you look at it, it goes, Scream came out in 1990, Six. whatever, 1996. In 1990, like seven, uh, Scream 2 comes out. In 1998, uh, Halloween H2O comes out or something like that. And they're like, okay, that makes sense because it's all the same production company and the same people behind it. So it's like, oh, they didn't have a Scream movie ready to go. So they made a Halloween movie and tried to Screamify it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I was For like, that's sure. fascinating. And then they made Scream 3. And it was like, because people that I don't think, I think response was kind of mixed if I remember to H2O when it came out. So mm-hmm. everyone really rags on the title. I, I've never had an issue with it, quite honestly, because I'm like, it's the 20th anniversary of Halloween. Like, yeah. it sounds better than Halloween 20. Yeah, exactly. Just like uh, David Gordon Green's first Halloween uh, could have been H40. Right. Because that's 40 years later, so it should have been H40. So but yeah, that's, a, that's um, uh, what, what is that called? Uh, an, not an underdeveloped opinion, but an unpopular opinion. I have no issue with the title H20. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just is. I, I've, been, I've also been hearing... Uh, uh, Halloween 2018 being referred to as Hollow Green. 
because David oh, Gordon Green. Wow. I, I like I that as that. shorthand for it. I like that. Yeah, and I know that lots of people have issues with the new Scream being called just Scream, but yeah, I don't. Well, it's it's Scream. It. Yeah, it's Scream it's Five just, technically, yeah. but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure you probably have seen this. The, what's become really popular in the last week in regards to the new Halloween is that <laughs> image of that woman holding an iron. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> and there's like, like a name, like they gave her a name. Because they're like the woman that brought an iron to the Michael Myers fight. She has been labeled the Iron Maiden of Haddonfield. <laughs> <laughs> She's been anointed. And Can I, I get a that. t-shirt of that? Does anyone have one yet? Because <laughs> I want that. And it's like, I yeah, I, I wish it would have made, if it was going to be funny, like leaned more into that. But like, that is hilarious. And I'm sure they're like, let's have them bring things like that you would just grab off the shelf. But like, never in a million... An iron would hurt you, as we saw in Ms. 45, right? Yes. Doesn't she, she kill someone yeah, with an iron? she killed a guy. But that was like an old school iron she used, like the True. kind you got to like heat up yourself or whatever, not a like plug-in iron they make now. I feel like those are not as heavy as the old school ones. But yeah, it's funny that, again, here we are discussing Halloween kills some more. Um, and the longer it sits in my brain, the more I'm like, I have more problems with this movie as time goes on and I think about <laughs> it. So, um, you know, I could be like, I want to retroactively change my rating from the last episode. What would I think, you, I, think I went too could. high, but I, no, I'm not going to do it to myself. I'm going to let okay. it sit. I'm going to let it sit with what I said. Uh, and maybe we'll revisit again. If I ever end up watching it again, I'll, I'll discuss, but I've listened to some podcasts and stuff and I'm like, yeah, that was a plot hole I didn't think about or this or that. And in fact, I think the biggest thing that irks me at this point is I listened to a um, podcast. Uh, they're called Halloweenies. Mm -hmm. uh, and they do like they're like a monthly podcast. So when they do an episode, it's like a four hour thing. Uh, but they did like when they started years ago, they reviewed every single Halloween installment up to that point and did like a full like production history and a review of them. But they just did a new episode about Halloween kills, of course, but they mentioned the whole, like how much David Gordon green and like the production team played up, like that they were giving us this masterpiece, like during their press tour <laughs> and like everything they said is wrong about the movie they delivered to us. You know, they're, yeah, it's like, yeah, they were, they were talking about how it's like, it's uh the big one being too, that he, keeps maintaining that Michael Myers is like, he's just a man. And we really want to emphasize that he's actually just a person. At I the heard core. that. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what this movie's about whatsoever. It's about how he's an unstoppable, like supernatural being. So which is it guys, what were you trying to do? So, and that really muddles the story of the new one. Yeah. And I know I had a major issue with like the, the sort of like, you know what? He's really not after you, Lori, storyline. And I feel like maybe that is just a red herring. And I think that we'll discover in the last one that he is. Yeah, I feel like the last one is going to, again, probably pull some twists and do something totally different. And it's moving like four years in the future, I read. Yeah, apparently originally. Okay, this is something I learned too that I thought was fascinating. Uh, you know, Spoilers, guys, again, for Halloween Kills. I want to talk about the ending a little bit. But apparently there was an alternate ending uh, that they shot where uh, it was going to be Judy Greer was on the phone with Jamie Lee Curtis, like from the house, standing by that window. And Michael was going to come up and get her while she was on the phone. And then it was going to cut to Jamie Lee Curtis, like, you know, are you there? Hello, hello. And just hear Michael's breathing over the phone. And then she was going to get up out of the hospital bed and grab her knife. And that's actually the scene. If you go back and watch the trailer, there's a shot of Jamie Lee Curtis walking determinedly, you know, mm -hmm. out of the hospital holding a knife. That was from that alternate ending that they ended up cutting. Because apparently the original idea was Halloween Ends was going to pick up immediately where Halloween Kills ends. And they were going to be all over the course of one, like, you know, night, one 48-hour period, but they then decided because of the break with COVID and production, they were like, okay, now we're going to jump Halloween ends four years in the future. Is it made? No, they, they haven't actually started filming as far as I know. But isn't it supposed to come out a year from now? Next year, yeah. Okay. Or, if, or if they started it, it's like very beginnings of production. Okay, because I thought originally like all the two and three were filmed. Yeah, like I think they the they wrote them and then they just did a major rewrite, I heard, of Halloween Ends. 
to like fit in this new storyline. Yeah, because they um, listen to our podcast. I'm yeah, sure. I hope. And I, I'm also hearing rumors that Halloween Ends is going to be a smaller production than this one was. I mean, this one uh, had a million people in it. So yeah, let's yeah. cut back on the mob. Please. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to cut back and try and put Michael back in the shadows again. It sounds like the rumors are. And I heard that possibly Kyle Richards is coming back, which makes me very excited. Yep. Yeah, she's got to. They got to resolve that storyline. They let her live. Yeah. So they got to resolve it. And then it. they're just going to kill her off like they did Daniel Harris in Halloween 2. Probably. Poor Kyle. Yeah. Um. So I, okay. I'm done giving my power to that stupid movie. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So the one movie I watched that I'm excited to tell you about, and that for sure is going to be on my top 10 of the year, uh-huh. is the remake of Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, shit. Yeah, I keep hearing really good things about it. I saw But you don't it, like, know anything about it? Nope, I know I mean, nothing aside from, about obviously, it. Obviously, it's a remake of Slumber Party Massacre. Yep, nothing so about it. So stay away from anything, and I'm okay. really not going to say much about it, except for that I very much enjoyed it. I had a really good time with it. Cool. And okay, I was I, shocked. And like, I, yeah, it was a very big surprise for me. I need to see it because I saw a lot of people online like uh, being like after the disappointment of Halloween kills, this was like, this was the slasher movie we needed. Like they did, somebody did good. So yeah, I'm excited so to finally see it. Get to that as soon as you can. Okay. And it was on TV, right? Didn't it play on sci-fi yeah, channel or something like sci-fi that? Sci-fi channel. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Is that how you watched it? Just on television or did you find no, it? No, I watched it on my little, my little okay. secret site. You found it. Okay. I got it. Yeah. I got to dig into that. Yep. I'm assuming it'll probably get a, um, cause I didn't know this, but it was, uh, produced by shout factory, oh. uh, the DVD label, you know, and mm-hmm. film distributor. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay. That means they're probably going to roll out like some cool collector's edition. Blu-ray is probably like right around the corner where they're going to put a nice package together for it. I bet. I love a nice package. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, you got to admire it. So, so I know in the second part of the episode, we really just talk about the movies we assign to each other. And if this is the first time you're listening, that's what you're in store for. So, um, yeah. but I did tell you, I went and saw your wife's opening. She did Antigone or as I called it Antigon. Why didn't they just call it stay? No, I was just being dumb, <laughs> but it's Antigone. And oh, there is an element of it. That when we come back to discuss our movies, you will have then have seen it by. Cool. And I, I'm hoping you're going to think the exact same thing I think of and it relates to this podcast. So awesome. Um, so, yes, when we come back, I, I must know that. I'm oh, so, I also don't oh, send me a message and tell me. Just wait till we meet up. Okay. Yeah, I will. And I do want to say, talking about shows, you opened your show. Yes, Puffs, and you came. Puffs, and I and came, I, and it was amazing. And I screamed as I talked about in the last podcast, but I screamed, Evil Dies Tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was so, I finally saw it. It was fantastic. Well, thank you for coming. You're amazing how long is it still running it runs through november 1st and november 1st okay if anybody listening in the area hasn't seen it get there you yes. get to the ring walled check it out if you love harry potter you'll love this it's you hilarious. said it not me because i can't legally say it but and in front of the podcast tess is in it so mm-hmm. that was fun too that is yeah, fun every I, did, I, I wanted i wanted that. to catch her after we saw it i was saying hello to everybody but i didn't see tess because you haven't met her I don't think we've really met in person. Oh my gosh, yet. I feel like we were at a party together. Yeah, we were, and I split right before she showed up. Is That's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. She at showed Richard's up right house. after yep. I left. Yep, at Richard's house. And it's like, I need to actually meet her in person. It's oh like my she, gosh. She knows me, and she knows who I am from listening to me, and I just know yep. of her. So we need to actually formally meet in person. Yeah, she's amazing. Love her. Well, great. Let, let's get to our movies. Let's share our movies with each other. That sounds great. Um, I don't know who goes first this time. It's been so long since we've done the regular format. It has. You go first this time. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to give you. I mean, it's coming up on the end of Halloween, you know, season. I wanted to give you something. There's got to be something good, something Halloween-y, or maybe even not. Just I'm trying to look at something fun here. Uh, So I am going to take a shot in the dark. And I'm going to give you Scanners. Oh my God, I've been dying to watch Scanners. The OG David Cronenberg Scanners. Oh, it's Cronenberg? I guess I didn't rem- remember oh, yeah. that. Yep. I wouldn't yep. have, if someone said who directed it, I would not have gone there. 
I'm so excited because everything I know about this, I know from Tear in the Isles because they show multiple oh, clips from it. I bet. So yeah. The news thing, I know that through and through. So I know that there's like the two guys, and I know that there's like the one really creepy guy who says, I'm going to suck your bones dry or something. I'm gonna, <laughs> he has some line like that, and he is incredibly creepy. And then for some reason, I because of Tear in the Isles, I get it mixed up in my head. Like, I don't know if this, I think this might be the Fury as opposed to Scanners, but there's like an amusement park. I think this is the Fury, but there's like a guy who's like looking at this carnival ride and he's doing things with his head and veins are bulging. And then these guys fly off the carnival ride. So I think that's the Fury and not Scanners, but I don't know the plot to Scanners. I just know that like, if you're a scanner, you can make things happen with your mind by making vessels bulge in your head. But I don't know if they're aliens. I'm going to say that they're some f form of not an alien, but like, a like an X-Men sort of thing. Like they're an experiment and they have somewhat taken over and, or not taken over, but they're trying to take over because there, there has to be something with the news. But, like, the news thing confuses me because they're sitting side by side. The one obviously is, like, controlling and making the guy next to him, like, convulse and ultimately his head explodes. But I don't know how that happens. Uh, I'm so confused. So I'm going to just stop speculating because it's yep. not going to go anywhere. You'll find it. But I'm really excited. All will be revealed. And there, how many of them are there? Oh, my God. Okay. So Scanners is... Uh, they were technically five altogether. There was Scanners 1, 2, and 3. And then they had a spinoff series called Scanner Cop. Oh. And there was two of those, Scanner Cop and Scanner Cop 2. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yep. And I remember they used to, like, I had, like, been exposed to these movies as a little guy because they would play on cable. Like, again, the ever-present sci-fi channel, like, they had all these fucking movies that I saw all the time as a kid. And they would do, like, Scanners Marathon and play, like, and I would see bits of, like, all of them. And they freaked me out so bad. The special effects, I thought, were so scary in these. And then I rediscovered this guy in college. Uh, I remember, like, going down a rabbit hole with... Uh, my buddy, uh, I would say friend of the podcast, because I know he's written into us a few times, Kyle, my buddy Kyle from college. We went on like a deep dive of like when Netflix was a new thing, we were renting discs through the mail and getting all these Cronenberg movies and John Carpenter and Scanners was one of the like ones we watched together. And we're like, whoa, that was crazy. So I'm excited to rewatch it. I think I've only seen it like one time since college. So I'm excited okay. to watch it again. Nice. Well, I am pumped. And I'm giving you, because I've been waiting for the right season, and that season is now, I'm yeah. giving you Terrifier. Ooh, Terrifier, Terrifier. I know the reputation of this movie. Like, I know the, I, I, I know this is uh, that clown that's suddenly become famous all of a sudden on the internet as like a new slasher that people like. And I really don't know what it's about, other than I... I'm pretty sure this movie is just a down and dirty old school slasher of like this clown killing people. Uh, I think it's got a, I think it's technically a sequel or it is a like, like it's pseudo remake of like, I feel like the guy made like a super indie movie or another movie that had the clown character in it. And then he got to make this when he got some money. If I recall uh, what I remember hearing about it. And that it had like a Halloween spin on it or some shit. I don't know. I feel like it's set on Halloween. And I think it's a clown just killing people. I think that's all, like as simple as that. I think it's like a riff on your classic Halloween, the movie. Uh, instead of Michael Myers, we get a clown and he's just killing folks. And I'm excited to see it. Nice. Because it's been on my list forever. Yeah. Weirdly, I know it's popular with like the death metal scene. <laughs> like a lot of like metal guys I follow on Instagram. I know I'm like, Terrifier's a great movie. So I'm like, okay, I finally got to see this. I bet it's pretty gnarly if all these like death metal meatheads love it. It's gotta be pretty gnarly. So I'm excited. Well, yeah, I'm shocked you haven't seen it, but I'm glad because here we are and we get to watch it now. Fantastic. And I think these will complement each other because I was going to go like softer on you. <laughs> like I was looking at some of the choices I have on the list where I'm like, these are seasonally appropriate, but like, no, I want to go hardcore. So I like that. Nice. 
Yeah. Let's, well, let's go it. watch them and we'll come back and talk about them. Fantastic. Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Oh, we're back. That was a ghost, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. We're, Halloween is right around the corner. I'm so excited. Uh, I know. I want to get to it, but I'm already like, I'm suffering from what I always do to myself was like watching so many movies and like trying to force Halloween stuff. I'm like, I'm already burnt out. I don't even care now. And it's not even Halloween oh, yet. But oh. here's hoping the weekend's all right. So first of all, and I already think I know the answer. You went and saw your wife's show, Antigon, and Antigon, yes. And you know what I'm talking about. Oh my god! Okay, so I watched the whole show. It, it's funny too. It didn't click until the end of the show. Like literally, like in the last scene, I was just like staring at the set, uh, and I looked at the design on the floor, <laughs> and I was just like. Jesus Christ, like in my head, I was like, we have such sights to show you. And I was like, it looks like the puzzle box. They drew the freaking lament configuration on the floor there. I'm surprised Cenobites didn't come and take us all away. I'm surprised it took you till the end. Like I thought it right away. And then I saw Alan, who is the set designer. Yeah. He came to the show on um, Monday and I said, oh my God, I love this set. I'm like, and I love the lights because the lights were amazing. They got all new lights down there and they're just gorgeous. Yep. And I was like, and I love the Hellraiser box. And he's like, that's what Jeremy said too. And I'm like, oh good. He got it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep, because I was looking at it. And Sarah was sitting next to me when we saw it too, and I was like, "It looks like the puzzle box," is what I said to her, and she <laughs> initially had no idea what I was talking about. What's it called? The Lamenters box. How's okay, name? It, it's got a couple of names. Sometimes they refer to it as the Lament configuration. That's what I'm thinking of. Which I think is a really cool name. Like that. What a what a literary. Clive Barker, of course, what a genius would come up with a name like that. But they also, in the movies, I know they refer to it as the Le Marcand configuration, because that's the name of the guy that like invented it. Like one of the later sequels finally shows you, like, this is the guy that designed it, like in France in the, you know, 1700s or whatever, okay. trying, trying to summon demons. So uh, then they use that name in some of the sequels. Cool. Well, yeah. let's get to our movies. I'm so glad you saw it, though. Yeah, I saw it. I don't know why, but it struck me like a bolt of lightning, too. It was one of those. I just went, oh, shit, when I was looking at the floor, like, moments. <laughs> so, And it was a great show, too, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know he'll hear this because I talked to him a little bit afterwards, and he said, hey, I listened to you guys. Joel Mitchell, fantastic. Joel. Love uh, Joel was tremendous as King so Creon, good. if anyone's yeah. familiar with Antigone, but um, he was he was fantastic. So loved yeah. it. So J Joel, here's to you. Love you, Joel. He's one of my all-time right. all favorite people ever. A tremendous performer. I've seen him a few times now, and I just yeah. love, he's, he's, he's magnetic. He sure is. And just all the right. nicest guy ever. Yeah, oh, what a cool dude. What a cool dude. All right, Scanners. Our first flick, directed by David Cronenberg, Papa Cronenberg, because we talked about we, <laughs> Papa talked about we talked about son of Cronenberg in the first half. So Papa yep. Cronenberg. All right. The tagline is: Ten seconds, the pain begins. Fifteen seconds, you can't breathe. Twenty seconds, you explode. After a man with extraordinary and frighteningly destructive telepathic abilities is nabbed by agents from a mysterious rogue corporation, he discovers he is far from the only possessor of such strange powers and that some of the other scanners have their minds set on world domination while others are trying to stop them. I also just want to say the poster man, I remember that video box mm -hmm. from the video store and it scared the shit out of me. Like just that image is so like striking. It's so great. And it possessor was in that description and it made my mouth drop. You couldn't see because you were reading, but as soon as you said this one, oh. little baby Cronenberg, I think read that description and said, oh, I'm going to take that and turn it into a movie. Into a movie. He probably it's did. So I can't wait to have you watch possessor because it's just so it, like, I don't feel like he's like, I'm trying to be my dad, mm -hmm. but it, it's just fascinating. 
yeah similar to yeah like these works yeah to these works but like all the while being their own thing and not like a ripoff yeah i don't know i i'm just impressed cool. I'm, I'm excited for you to see that and i'm excited to watch it again quite honestly so this movie is so much fun i yeah. feel like it is i could use a decent 10 to 15 minutes off of it maybe it feels a little draggy to me but it, I, the pacing is a little slow yeah but the, i blame that on like early 80s you know sure. like yep. like just like it reminded me a lot of the stuff for whatever reason there's a lot mm -hmm. of that like larger not like a corporation but um like yeah. a conspiracy sort of thing happening uh -huh. and a little bit like sci-fi horror yeah so that's what it kind of reminded me of and similarly i felt that way about the stuff so i feel like it's like a of its time thing yeah there's something just about the 80s like pacing or i don't know this is also a independently made you know canadian production so uh and boy can you tell looking at all those denim jackets and flannel shirts uh, throughout this i'm like so yeah. canadian <laughs> but it's it's great and the effects i will say like and i know we're not to our second movie but like that the effects in both of these movies i just appreciate good practical effects as we both do and yes. like and this one they're like at that end which I, I know it's, i mean we're, we're just always spoilers but i yep. the the veins and i've seen that in terror in the aisles but like watching that scene in completion it's so it's fucking like, crazy how do you do that yes because oh, it God. doesn't look like their faces have a bunch of extra layers that have these valves underneath them or something it looks so great and real and i'm just like that's amazing yeah the oh and it's still like every time i rewatch it still gets me it's so like unsettling when the veins are popping and they split and they're spraying blood like out of their faces and yeah. it's in so much it's so cool it's so much though so one of my only and it's a stupid issue but that tagline makes it sound like anytime a scanner thing happens there's an explosion and it really only happens one yeah. time totally <laughs> and then the eyes at the very end it's like two bits yet they try to make it seem like that's what it, it happens all the time and also that that head blowing up scene happens so early like it's in like the first 10 minutes i'm like you blew your wad so early i'm shocked yeah. that they didn't make that wait till the end but sure. i also while i'm kind of like what the fuck why'd you do that so early i also kind of appreciate it because it's like oh like you're gonna blow blow people's minds this early <laughs> and then like you know and then still keep them captivated and interested and still keep a good storyline and still have a, a pretty effective climax absolutely yeah yeah that is uh, uh that's it so that's the reason i thought it was a news broadcast i realized like because watching it, i'm like oh that's not a news broadcast at all is that in terror in the aisles it's intermingled is that a word intermingled it is sure. right it's, yeah it's 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 sort of compiled with the bits from the howling where et's mom is turning into a werewolf yes, and, the yes, little, yes. and the little kids say oh my god you know we're watching the the newscaster turn into a werewolf or whatever and yeah. it's sort of cut in with that and it looks if you're just looking at it without the crowd sequences it looks like they're news broadcasters the way they're dressed and stuff yeah absolutely no i can get that because i also thought it was a newscast too until i rewatched it and i was like oh, oh no it's at a demonstration and i was like yeah it's at a scanner demonstration where the other guy's scanner not realizing that michael ironside is an even more powerful scanner so there oh you my go. god and michael ironside is so fucking creepy like i'm like you are oh, god. such a creeper what an amazing uh and that's like his thing his forte as a character actor is these villains like he's or, or at least like really totally. real stern authority figures because he's like the the colonel or whatever in starship troopers you know and he's always these like real i've not grizzled. seen it he's like, oh huh. that's not like a great movie i wouldn't throw that on the list maybe just for are there funsies. like giant ants in it yeah they fight giant bugs i think they space. filmed some of it in wyoming they probably did because it uses a lot of uh there's a lot of wide open space like mm -hmm. uh, of the uh uh landscape footage yeah. they use yeah that would make sense 
But yeah, he's fantastic. And as soon as I saw that mustached guy who gets his head blown up, like yeah. at the very beginning, I'm like, oh, I know who this guy is. Cause I've, yep. of course, as we've talked about, seen Terra in the Isles a million times. Yeah. But I was like, surely it's not going to happen here. But then as soon as they sat down next to each other, I'm like, oh, oh, we're doing it. We're doing it yeah. now. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be the climax of the movie. So that was fun. And then to be like, where is this going to go? Yeah. I, I was also trying to remember because. Uh, I was going on one of those mental journeys of like, when's the first, like, I realized much like you, I had seen like the head exploding and I remembered those bits, like seeing them as a kid. And I don't know if I saw them in like a compilation of, you know, horror movie special on TV, or did I actually see this movie like as a kid on cable? Um, Not sure, but I always kind of knew what it was about. And then I think, the first time I actually saw it like in whole was in college, like I was talking about. And I feel like the first time I watched this movie too, I was a little bit like, that was it. Like it had some cool gore effects, but you know, I was a little let down. I felt as by the greater story, but every time I've revisited this, I've liked it more. So I think it's definitely a movie that it's got some kind of charm. It's got a weird, it's got that Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. Je ne sais quoi. I would venture to say, and I've only seen this once, although I don't think I've seen any of his movies more than once, but this might be my favorite of his movies. I've, it's been a million years since I've seen The Fly, so I, yeah. I don't remember. But And I really love the creepy little girls in The Brood, but like as mm-hmm. a whole, I don't remember loving The Brood. Like the, like where the babies, or the creepy kids come from and stuff is a little like, okay, that's really fucking weird and out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I really dig this overall. I think one of the most mind boggling things to me is that Jennifer O'Neill, whom I've never heard of before, is like first credited everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. A, I have no idea who she is. Yeah. And B, she doesn't, she's, of the three leads, she's the least leady. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And it's like so interesting. That it only happens once, right? That we see that she can make other people see yeah. someone else in her. It's just that one time with that guy's mom, right? And it sort yeah. of turns the two police officers into like little boyfriends all of a sudden. <laughs> like yeah, they're like that's holding it. each other. I'm like, oh, sweet gay police yeah. officers. Yeah, that's it. It's so interesting. I just like, I mean, and I also kind of like that, that it's just that one time and we're like, oh, does she have other additional powers too? Or yeah, That's another a- thing I was going to say. The movie really focuses on, or like the marketing and all that really focuses on like, we can explode heads and make your body like vaporize, uh, even though they have other powers. Like it's a full on scope of telekinetic, like mind control abilities. But the later movies, like the C, so they, I was reading up on this uh, and apparently one of the producers on this first one, he got the rights to make sequels later. Like he must've bought it off Cronenberg or whatever. Cause Cronenberg's not involved in any of the sequels whatsoever. And those didn't happen until the nineties. You get to the nineties and then they do Scanners 2, Scanners 3. Like I said, Scanner Cop and then a sequel to Scanner Cop. Uh, and all of those really lean into the, um, what gross effects can we put in here? Like guys make people's bodies like melt into a black skeleton in one of them and like all kinds of weird shit. Those, I should find it and send it to you. Um, I found a promo on YouTube. Somebody got the copy of the old, a commercial from Sci-Fi Channel having scanner day. Where they, <laughs> they played all of the scanner uh, sequels in a trailer and I, I I remember it burned into my head I watched that uh, commercial and I was like oh my god this commercial freaked me out so much when I saw it as a kid because it's just playing a bunch of it keeps going scanners and playing clips from the movies of people That's like fun. melting and it scared the crap out of me and I've seen like bits and pieces of all of the sequels I don't think I've seen any of them all the way through though and I was reading Darren Lynn Boozman was gonna remake it and like yeah. the late two. 2000 early 2000s and And just one of those things that nothing ever happened like i read that he wanted cronenberg's blessing and didn't get it so he didn't do it yeah i i've i think this is one of those movies too where like cronenberg still has a little bit of a stake in you know it's one of those things like who owns it who owns the rights i think there's some issues there so i think a remake has stalled because of that 
and I'm fine with that because the effects are so good. Yeah, and why that why other lead it? guy? And I love the name Cameron Vale. Like that's such a good name. Yeah, that's a cool name. Such I'm gonna start using name. that as an alias. And he's not. He's so weird looking. Yeah, like sometimes hot, and then sometimes I'm just like, you're just odd looking, like unusual. He really has. He really mastered that vacant stare. Yeah, like there's a lot of like close-ups of him just kind of like staring and it's like that actor was nailing that like he got that down but like he's not great but it's like okay yeah that's another thing i thought i'm like man he's a really like stiff actor in this but for some reason it works for this character Mm -hmm. and for this world somehow it just fits so it's easy to forgive and i'm gonna talk real spoilery here for a second so like just hit that like forward button if you don't want to hear it but i totally didn't see the twist coming of the two of them being brothers. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I yeah was, that like, feels kind of out that. of nowhere, doesn't it? It does, but it also, like, makes sense. Like, yeah, in it, a way, it works. Yep. Like, I don't totally get, like, what happened with Cameron Vale and why he... I don't totally understand, like, that all of that, but I like that they're connected in that way, and then I like that it's, like, brother against brother. Yeah. And then I liked the additional twist at the end where, like, you're pretty sure, because the one guy was on fire, Cameron Vale, and you think he's, like, dead in a skeleton. And then, because yep. you also see his eyes pop out, which yep. is such a great effect. And then you there's, like, the body reversal or body swap. Yep, yep. He's and in, it's, like, such a cool ending. Yeah, he's in uh, Revic's body now, and that's... And like the scar is like gone. Yeah, and the scar is gone. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's the other thing. Which kind of makes you go, okay, actually is him. It's not like a track. And unfortunately, the sequels, from what I remember, none of them like deliver on like following up the storyline whatsoever. They have like loose connections, but it's like, oh, you should have at least called back a little bit to like this story, like continue the story of the like attempted revolution of the evil scanners. But now they just kind of go off in weird kind of rehashing the same story over and over every time. So. And the drug ephemeral sounds like such like a real drug. Like I was Oh like, yeah, absolutely. I, I was drug. like, isn't that a real thing? And it's I, like, no, totally. it's, it's not. But it's but... not, but it sounds like it. Like you hear it and I just I'm like, oh, that's a real thing. Like, I feel like Cronenberg has some, kind, does he have some kind of background in the medical world? at least a medical nerd that he's really able to make up convincing like science in all of his movies where you're like, that's a real thing, right? That's a real drug. But I really want um, to rewatch dead ringers. Cause I've only seen that once when I was very young. I saw that a long time ago and I don't remember it very much. And Jeremy iron irons. Yeah. Jeremy irons. Yeah. He is so good. And I remember him being so fucking good in that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and they, they were supposed to remake that, but like with like a female doctor, which I don't know how that was going to work, but I haven't heard yeah. about that in a long time. Was it, were they going to switch it to be a female urologist or Ew, something like that? Maybe. Like, <laughs> like weird medical things to go inside of peens. Yeah, that would be, that would be a good switch up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. so good. I'm glad to finally watch it. And, and yeah, it's a really well-made movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's oh, uh, that's who I love, and I forget about him until I watch an early Cronenberg movie like this and see him again. Is the actor's name is Robert A. Silverman, and he played the artist mm-hmm. uh, that they got. And like, he's not a particularly like he's a super memorable character actor. Like, you see him and you're like, oh wow, this guy really. I like. I felt like he really was a crazy artist. Like, you really buy <laughs> what he's selling performance oh god he was the naked lunch i remember we watched that in strange cinema saturday and yes I was like, yep. i'm out bye yep. he's in that <laughs> it's not my speed he's in the brood he's in a I jason x yeah he had a bit part in jason x and then he's in a couple other cronenbergs but yeah he's worked with cronenberg a lot so uh he's kind of like a he's a guy he's a collaborator and he's a really fun character actor yeah he is really good and he hasn't done a movie in a long time but he's still alive he's still alive yeah but uh i mean that's that's scanners man what else can you say it's just if you haven't seen it what are you doing brush up on your cronenberg man this is uh I, i and i can't remember in the filmography like this is when he was still doing canadian movies uh 
and I can't remember how many, I want to say there was another movie or two in between this. And then he does the fly and that's his big, like Hollywood, you know, mm-hmm. breakthrough. And that's kind of the thing too. I love that Cronenberg, like really at its core, this is a B movie, like a science fiction B movie, but that's been doctored, you know, it's been trumped up with Cronenberg's crazy body horror stuff that really elevates the material, mm-hmm. um, which that's really like all of his early movies are take a schlocky drive-in movie like premise, but then add all this cool shit into it and it becomes something else entirely. So yeah, that's what he's good at. But out of five exploding heads, scanned heads, if you will, how many do you mm-hmm. give it? I'm going to give it four. Hell yeah. Me too. Four. All right. Scare of approval. That's a scare of approval, man. Beep, 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 beep. All right, moving on to Terrifier, directed by Damien Leone, I think is how you say it. A maniacal clown named Art terrorizes three young women and everyone else who stands in his way on Halloween night. And there's no tagline. Oh. So, there you go. Okay, man. Uh, (laughs) So this movie, uh, I can safely say it is a trash movie. But it's glorious trash. Oh my God. Like I had, like there's, this is one of those horror movies with no redeeming social value, I will say, but I had a blast watching it. The effects are so good. Oh my God. Uh, I'm already thinking ahead to the rating and I'm like, well, uh, I know what I'm going to do for it. Simply because I literally gasped out loud when he cuts the chick down oh, the middle with my the hacksaw. Horrifying. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking and then about when it he, then, now. It's so great when he just like all of a sudden just pulls out a gun and shoots that girl. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, oh, yeah. there's a gun? I was like, no, you can't do that. That breaks the rules. <laughs> but yeah, he just wastes her with a gun. He empties the clip into her. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this guy can do anything. Art the clown is unpredictable. And you probably know this, but like, I know you mentioned in like, you know, your hypothesis of what it's about, which of course you knew exactly. Yeah, I got it. But it's like, not a he is movie to understand. a character from All Hallows Eve, which is not a great, what's that called? Anthology. But, anthology, thank you. But he's played by a different guy and he's not nearly as good. Okay. Yeah. It's a makes... different actor and it's just not, It lo- like it, you can tell it's the same clown, but yeah. it's a different guy. And this guy is so fucking good and i was watching a thing and like apparently he was just like super sweet and lovely on set which just like helped i think as being one of the actors would help out tremendously yeah yeah. so you're not literally terrified of this guy he is so like it is scary like watching it again i was still like that is terrifying like i'm not like oh clown scary no it's a little but like i would be fucking scared as shit if i saw him this clown is fucking scary it's those black teeth more than anything yeah 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 i gotta send you i gotta find it uh years for a couple years for halloween i had a scary clown persona i put together (laughs) uh and i got much the same reaction he does going into the pizza place where the girls are just terrified and i was like yeah i remember going out to the bar for halloween in my clown get up and people were literally horrified of me (laughs) (laughs) yeah the writing is atrocious it's so bad and the acting is not and the act i mean aside from him he's aside from art and the and the 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 weird lady with the baby doll she thinks is alive she was fun she looks too much she looks too put together it drives me nuts like i'm like you're if you're supposed to be homeless why do you look like you had your hair did also when she showed up (laughs) And she, you couldn't see what she was holding. I thought it was a log. And I was like, is she the log lady from Twin Peaks? Like, why is she in this? Yeah. I, And that whole thing, like her demise and what he does with pieces of her is <laughs> also so creepy. Like, you're like, it's yeah. like funny, but it's also like, that is fucking eerie. Like the way he walks around and stuff. It's like, that is super fucking creepy and i love the way this movie just fucking goes for it with the gore it just once it unleashes it just keeps going with blood fake blood everywhere and just just gratuitous violence 
Yeah, and the the guy who wrote it and directed it, like I think he edited it, and he's also one of the makeup guys. Like practical effects are like his, like he just had his hand all over the place, and it sort of has that like trying a little too hard to be like a grindhouse sort of movie, which I don't have as much experience with that sort of thing as you do. But yeah, like yeah. the way it's like like um the 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 tone of it, like visually, mm-hmm. like has that like um like a sepia tonage to it almost that's trying to like a little too hard to like not into that with without it looking authentic like you can tell like oh we're just trying hard here oh yeah 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 that's what i thought too where i was like man if he had gotten to film this on like real film like clearly this is done on like a digital camera because that just looks Mm -hmm. too nice like it looks too clean if it was shot on real film it would have that grit and that grain and that would add to the effect they were looking for because yeah this movie is clearly super informed by like lucio fulci uh, and the Italian, like Cannibal Holocaust, like the hard gore Italian movies, like you can tell that's his favorite. Those are his jam. And that's what he's trying to do with this movie. And also, like, I don't think it would cost more money of anything. It seems like it would be less. Like when you see that little TV in the beginning and mm-hmm. there's like static and we're going, like, it's all visually done. Like the whole thing is like practical effects, but that one is like not like a staticky old tv it's like an effect yeah it's clearly an effect yeah exactly it's like just fucking like shoot it record it onto a vhs throw that vhs tape in the washer and dryer let it dry out and then fucking play it yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and uh spoilers guys spoilers spoilers so the beginning is actually after the movie right like yes that's what I understood because at the end she's like, and she's the disfigured chick that was from the. Because initially I thought the beginning of the movie was calling back to like All Hallows Eve or one of the other things I hadn't seen. Um, but yeah, when it comes full circle. But also, I guess she's just crazy and ready to kill people now that she's disfigured. Is that what we're to like? Yeah, understand? like a second one was supposed to come out like a year ago and still hasn't. I think just because of the pandemic, they're working on it. But. I, and I think I said her name wrong before, and I can't remember how to say it now. Felissa Rose or Felisa Rose from Sleepaway yeah. Camp is in it. Yep. And yes. I think that that character is in it as well. That oh, okay. I do love a final girl switch up, which I can really only think of one other movie I know of that does that. Because I don't count Scream. Scream's more like a opening cameo with Drew Barrymore to me. I don't. She's yeah. not in it enough to think she's the final girl. Yeah. But here you totally think yeah. it's... The dark-haired girl. But when she died, I was like, what? I I love that, though. I love a final girl switch up. Yeah, that was fun. But, like, yeah, you just don't care enough about them. I mean, I kind of care about the the sisters, but not there's not enough there to really get to know them. They're they're very one-dimensional, really. Like, they try a little bit to make you care, but you know why people are watching this movie. They're watching to seek Art the Clown do fucked up shit. Like, that's what that's what the name of the game here yep yeah but yeah it's it's fun it's gory i mean if you don't like gore you will not want to watch this because that's no. the only reason to no and, and and if you don't like this movie is mean fucking spirited man like it is yeah like i said no redeeming social value like if you have a problem with that like <laughs> if you're gonna be put off by that sort of thing steer clear because you will not enjoy this but if you like to be a little gore hound, you'll love it. You will. And also, is he magic? <laughs> yeah, I guess he's supernatural. I don't know. He was fucking dead. He came back to life. Is he a zombie clown now? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But yeah, I think it's a good time. A gory good time. I was like unclear of how I would... Because I remember the first time I watched it, I watched it just simply based on the fact that I kept hearing people talk about it. And yeah. I was like, well, let's see what it's all about. And then I was like shocked that I actually enjoyed it. But I was like, sure, this time I wasn't gonna just knowing wh- what it was. But I still had a good time. I still was like, it's a, it's a brisk like hour 20. Yeah. And and yeah, I was just like, he's still fucking creepy. He's still very effective. There's like the part of me that wants to be like upset that I enjoyed this because it's so just base and simple and really nothing to it other than a clown killing people. But art's so much damn fun. I can see why he's a cult character already. Um, Yeah. I also had found myself wondering too. I'm like, man, I wonder what a movie with this art, the clown character like done by this guy, if he had gotten like Halloween sequel money or something like that to put it together. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I also ho- hope that doesn't happen because I think part of the charm was how low budget and how, uh, 
you know, indie this thing was. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Out of, um, out of five poop paintings. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) I watched it on a day. I had to clean up a bunch of poop that came up out of the drainages at the theater, like out of the floor, a bunch of poop came and I had to clean it up and I watched this that night. So that's why I think it stands out to me. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot about that part too. Cause I was like them. I was like, was he jacking off in there or something? But it's like, nope, he was pooping. He might've been jacking off with his poop. Maybe who fucking knows. Art's crazy like that. He's always, he he's always tripping you up. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> five poop paintings. Like I said, because it made me gasp. Like I did not expect what they were going to do. And then they do it. Uh, three and a half. All right. I'm going to give it three. So it still means it's a scare of we got a double double fisted scare of approval for halloween that's a double header and i don't i think i did mention it in the description maybe it feels like forever ago already but this movie takes place on halloween night so if you're listening to this on halloween weekend and you haven't seen it i recommend going out and watching it because it is a gory good time yep grab it throw it on man and I've been wanting to give it to you. And I was like, Halloween is the time to do it. Yeah, that's that's so. perfect. And also like uh, my little chaser, like I watched Terrifier and then immediately after I watched the original Halloween. Oh, nice. Because I was like, yeah, I want to keep watching some slasher stuff. And I haven't gotten my yearly viewing of that in yet. So I and if you wanted to it. cleanse the palate with very, very little blood, like no blood. Yeah. Is there like no blood except for like the blood on her arm? I think that's literally it in that one. Now that I yeah. think about it, that's, so that is a, that's like one of those movies, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you think it's more violent than really what you see. It's what mm-hmm. they, what you think you yes, see. Indeed. That's how they, that's how they do it. Cool. Well, good times. Write to us, scaring sharing at gmail.com. Follow us on the Insta. We appreciate all of you who do listen. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to all the other shows on the Planet Ant Podcasting Network. There's so many good things. Detroit Strange is our spiritual um, partner. Sib- I don't know. Sibling, spiritual partner. Spiritual <laughs> like sibling. That. I like <laughs> yep. it. Yep. Um, it's going to be Halloween weekend while you guys are listening to this. Be so. safe. But be have safe, fun. Have fun. If you have dress a drink up. for us, since we're not going to be doing it. Yeah, if you dress up, man, I'll eat some candy. I'll eat a lot yeah, of candy. With, I will too. That's where I'm gonna like go to town. That's it. Uh, if you guys dress up as anything cool, send it to yeah. us. Tag us. You know, something like that. If you tag us that, and bag us. Tag us and bag us. Send it to us um, and tell us what you did too. Write in. Tell us what you did for Halloween. Any cool and shit. Remember that evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> I have been listening to the score a lot recently. Okay. That John Carpenter's score for the new movie, which is super good. That's one positive we never talked about. Because sure. John Carpenter is the maestro when it comes Indeed. to the horror scores. So True. anyway, yeah, guys, listen, listen to some John Carpenter music this weekend while yep. you're out partying. And Hail Paymon as well. And, uh, you know, I keep using Cronenberg, uh, death to Videodrome, long live the new flesh. I was trying to think, is there anything in scanners? Was there any cool phrase? But no, other than, I, don't think I guess so. I could just stare at you and concentrate really hard, try to make your head <laughs> blow up. But anyway, guys, keep watching those scary movies. And share them with us because scaring is sharing. Until next time. Bye. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.